A child with autism is not judged or discriminated when they step into the wrestling world. They can feel like they're in their own world and they can feel like they're at home. Did you know one in 59 children in the USA live with autism spectrum disorder? Fight for autism. Booyaka! The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Cody Rhodes, the prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to two-man power trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Woogie Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again i appreciate you asking me back so you said you're gonna pinch yourself i didn't know it was that kind of show now i mean if you guys are in the privacy of your own home if you want to do these things good how you doing chad hey johnny cool man what's going on we're ready to go or what uh, hey man what's up guys this is homicide oh that's my homie homicide with a big homie club yeah that would be it hey this is david penzer and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, Mean Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the out of me. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now... They bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of of wrestling and you are listening to episode number 402 of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcast if you didn't know by now my name is chad and as always i'm joined by my tag team partner the one and only jp john paz and on this show for episode number 402 we welcome back a guest who we had on very briefly a few years back but this time finally getting to dig a little deep into the career of the one and only Ray Mysterio Jr. 
And Rey Mysterio Jr. is here to talk about an amazing cause that we're going to get into here in a couple of minutes. Uh, quite possibly one of the most important causes that we've ever talked about on this show. And looking forward to it uh, in this interview here with Rey Mysterio. Now, a little background to like what I just said. So a few years ago, we were promoting Lucha Underground. We were promoting Rey Mysterio. And we interviewed him on like a Saturday afternoon what was supposed to be for a couple of good minutes and the phone connection died out. We got like six and a half minutes in and we were literally on the edge of our seats waiting for his answer. And John, he disappeared and, and really into the dust. And I don't know if we ever knew we'd get Rey Mysterio back on, but lo and behold comes to light this amazing uh, autism charity that Rey Mysterio is a part of that brought us back to him today. And so happy to have this interview uh, being broadcast. This is probably one of our best so far of 2019. Oh, there's no doubt about it. We're on quite a roll with double A Arn Anderson, of course, Dustin Rose, and now Rey Mysterio Jr. Can't really get bigger than those three, man. It's pretty big. And Rey, obviously one of my all-time faves, one of the all-time greats, and obviously, a lot of people call him the GOAT. He's definitely up there. And it's awesome that not only, you know, obviously talk about wrestling, but when it's a good cause as well. And his fight for autism charity is just amazing. If you go to winwithray.com, check out all the ways that you can get involved and donate some money and, quote, unquote, win some prizes. Ray likes to call incentives. You know, on the, on the website itself, it says prizes. So head over to winwithray.com and check that out. It's unbelievable what you can get for donating to this great cause. I mean, geez, Louise, masks, uh, hoodies, T-shirts. I mean, you name it, anything Ray Mysterio, you know, merchandise-wise there, you get it. It's just unbelievable. And if you're, you know, a good wrestling fan and you want to donate to a good cause, this is the absolute perfect avenue to go about it. I just absolutely love this cause. I love everything about it. I love how motivated he is. I love how into it he is. And I love in the interview, you know, we go in depth about, you know, what it means, you know, for him to kind of get involved with the charity because so many wrestling fans out there are autistic and wrestling is kind of a great avenue for them. It's a great channel for them. They really kind of channel their energy in a, in a great positive way and they seem to really enjoy pro wrestling and are just comfortable around the pro wrestling scene for whatever reason. And they really, really love their pro favorite pro wrestlers. Obviously Ray Mysterio being on the top of that list. He is a real life superhero to them and to a lot of other fans as well. So definitely, definitely go out of your way to go to win with and check out Ray's fight for autism charity. Yeah. It's such an important cause. And like I said, probably one of the most important causes that we've ever, ever promoted on this show and Ray's so passionate about it and gives so many great details. So please listen to them carefully and join in the fight to uh, win with Ray and see what you'll get uh, out of this. And, you know, like I said, it was a long time coming and filling in some blanks. But really, everything that we threw at him, I mean, he just kind of took it and ran with it and just gave great answers, great insight, and a, and a look into a career that really, you know, when you think back to 95, 96, when he kind of jumped onto the American landscape. I don't think anybody really could have expected it turned into what it was. I mean, he was a great novelty at that time. He was a great attraction, but the megastar he became in transcending parts of the business and being such an icon for the luchador, for the, uh, the what the mask means in the United States. I don't know. I don't think Ray, uh, he's very humble, which is, uh, you know, very cool, but I don't know if Ray even really grasps how much he really uh, brought that Lucha Libre uh, style 
uh, into the American culture. You know what I mean? He's, I think he's really the forerunner for what we see now today with these high flyers and kind of incorporating that Mexican style. Oh, he absolutely is the, the godfather kind of to the modern style and arguably, and I say he is the most popular Lucha Libre star of all time. And when he came over, you're right. It wasn't like, oh man, you know, this guy is, you know, is going to be one of the all time greats or this guy is going to be a huge star or whatever. It's just was like, man, who is this you know, little guy in the mask who's just putting on amazing matches in ECW? Then Bischoff sees him. Obviously, he was a part of that AAA uh, promotion as well. And obviously, part of that AAA WCW pay per view where kind of they, they had their eye on him for a little bit. But then WCW picks him up and just skyrockets him from there. National popularity becomes a huge star just a global sensation and obviously wcw closes its doors wwe is his next kind of big time run and boy does he you know talk about skyrocket upon skyrocket he skyrockets from there grand slam champion world champion every title there is he held it and he really really elevated that title and he just really elevated wwe at that point and elevated lucha libre and kind of anything he touches just turns to gold and like you said, he is the greatest Lucha Libre star in my mind and just such a great, great wrestler. I mean, you just can't you know, say it enough. I mean, it just watch him in ring. It just speaks volumes. It's just unbelievable what he's able to do, the moves he's able to pull off, the innovation, the ring psychology, the selling. I mean, he is just one of the all-time greats. And anytime you know, you get a chance to, whether it's ECW, WWE, WWE, Anytime you get a chance to watch a Rey Mysterio match, go out of your way and watch it because he is going to have one of the best matches on the card, bar none. Yeah, absolutely. And even touching into that that early part of ECW run that he had, you know, and saying how it was even brought back down the road when ECW One Night Stand came, hitting every part of his career. Ray, the open book, I guess, right? He's the uh, he, he's the mm-hmm. open book luchador, and he was back here on the two man power trip. So please join the fight with Ray and uh, support the, this cause. This is an absolutely amazing chance for you to uh, prove prove that there are a lot of good things going out there in the wrestling world. And Ray Mysterio, whether you're watching him on Monday Night Raw, whether you're seeing him win the United States title, or you're waiting for him to come back to WWE, uh, you can never not get behind the ultimate underdog there in Ray Mysterio. So, John, let's wrap it up here nice. Uh, this is a great interview, and obviously a lot more to come in this little run we're going on here post-400. Uh, the feedback that we've had the last couple of weeks from both the Arn Anderson episode as well as with Dustin Rhodes, and then kind of the cool stuff we're doing on the Triple Threat Podcast incorporating video. Uh, we're on one of those hot streaks, and we like to <laughs> we like to ride those as far as they will take us. So strap in here now. And get ready for a little Rey Mysterio. Let's hit you with some two-man power trip of wrestling business. And look who's jumping out the sky. Now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Also, while on iTunes, check out the feed for prior legendary episodes featuring the living legend Bruno San Martino, the late great American Dream Dusty Rhodes, the Enforcer Arn Anderson, Ray Mysterio Jr., Glenn Kane Jacobs, the phenomenal AJ Styles, lead WWE attorney Jerry McDivitt, and so many others. Also, while you're on the internet, 
check out ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. They are your superstore for all your wrestling t-shirt needs. Check out our page. Check out Tito Santana, Coco Beware, Kevin Thorne, Magnum TA, and so many others. Also, while you're on the web, check out our website, tmptofwrestling.com. And for all you Android users, please hit us up on Google Play or Player FM. And all you iOS users, please check us out on TuneIn Radio, Automatic, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. And now, without any further ado, a three-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, a WWE Grand Slam Champion, you hate, may know him as the biggest little man, the master of the 619, and the ultimate underdog, here's Ray Mysterio Jr. Please enjoy. WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He is a WWE Grand Slam Champion. He's also a WWE Superstar, and he's doing something very, very special that we're going to get into right now. He is the one and only, the legendary Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray, welcome back to the two-man power trip of wrestling. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, man, for having me on board again. Oh, we we are so happy to have you back. We had you on a couple of years ago for like literally about six, seven minutes before we lost the connection, talking a little Lucha Underground, but uh, happy to have you back and happy to be talking about this amazing charitable cause you have going on right now, Ray Mysterio's Fight for Autism Charity. Uh, the website is absolutely unbelievable. One of the most interactive, one of the most unique uh, charitable endeavors I've ever seen in my life. But please tell us more about this. I can't. Uh, I can't get enough. I've been raving about it all day. <laughs> well, this is this is an opportunity that came about by a good friend of mine that's out in London, and he put me in contact with a company by the name of Reveal. Uh, CEO of the company is uh, Jeff Brown, and he he's actually the person that uh, pieced all of this together, wanting to use Ray Mysterio as a face for the campaign. And what better way to uh, to lend a hand and help out in this world, uh, especially with kids that are struggling with autism, 
because there's a deep connection between wrestling and autistic children. And what better way than, than to, uh, you know, find a way to understand them more and to help. Yeah, absolutely right. That there's an absolutely unique bond between uh, children who suffer from all different forms of autism and professional wrestling, almost a way for them to channel some of that energy that they may not have the ability to express, uh, wrestling being the perfect outlet. How was it presented to you uh, to be able to lend yourself to this great cause? They, they presented the opportunity to me um, based on the, on the fact that I want to say three of the of the members of the team from the foundation have uh, children that are struggling with autism, which makes it even more unique, you know, makes it special. And uh, being able to share my experience uh, within Make-A-Wish uh, in my 13 years of being with the WWE, you have no idea the connection that I had with, uh, with autistic fans around the world, and for some reason, wrestling, like we mentioned before, and autism, kids with, that are struggling with autism, find a deep connection in the sport of wrestling. Um, they can be themselves, you know, they don't feel like um, they're secluded, it's just it's an atmosphere that makes you feel free, and I think that's what everybody wants to feel. Absolutely, yeah, and I have a family member that suffers from autism, and he's also a giant, a giant wrestling fan, and I know a giant Rey Mysterio fan as well, and that's one thing you can see in your entire career, your bond with the fans, and obviously the mask being such a key to that, and the kids that wear the mask, I mean, I've seen countless shows where you're just an absolute uh, mega, mega draw for these kids to, to wear those masks, and you go to any event in the country, and they're selling uh, your mask. Do you feel that connection to not only the children, but the children with uh, the disabilities that uh, that see so much of you through that mask that they wear? Oh, 100%. I, I think uh, my life definitely changed when I became a parent. Myself at 22 years old, you know, I was uh, in a way forced to grow up uh, faster and to understand the, the role of being a parent. Uh, and throughout those years of raising my both of my children um, and connecting with my fans at the same time, uh, that just opened up uh, a big avenue of of uh, understanding for for me with my fans to be able to connect with them in a way that I do, and how I've learned to connect with them over the years is just a true blessing, you know. Uh, and especially with kids that, that uh, are uh, struggling with disabilities, that just brings it to a whole different level. So, you know, I've been truly blessed to, to be able to, to have that, that deep connection with the fans worldwide on a, le- on a level that is, that is not even a fan to uh, role model uh, experience, but almost like a, um, a family type experience. You know, I... I always said that my fans are are who make Ray Mysterio. They are the ones that make me who I am and who I've been for the past 30 years in this sport. So, uh, you know, I, I tend to take care of 
99.9%. I might miss one here or there, but uh, if I can always go back and, and take care of that one fan that I missed, I would definitely do it. It's cool because other guys slap hands, and you see how you literally touch heads with the, uh, the the kids as you come down to the ring, and that is so unique, and it gives them such a memory, and that's always been something that has stood out about you and what you do when you uh, when you interact with these kids. But the website itself, it's uh, www.winwithray.com with a $4 donation. I mean, it kind of opens up this Rey Mysterio world to you, and you guys are offering some really unique uh, I wouldn't even say prize. They're just they're incentives to donate. You're you're making a great donation, but you're getting exactly. something in return for it. And what what do you think, kind of explain what it is with the four dollar donation and what the uh, the people can get if they do donate? So you donate the four dollars, and obviously uh, we've had people that have been wanting to donate more than four dollars, and uh, have to play the game multiple times. What the what the four dollars gets you is you play a scratch and win. Uh, game, official game that that was created by uh, Reveal Team, and what that does is you scratch off the little masks that are on the game, and you can become a winner of anything between a t-shirt, custom t-shirt, uh, hoodie, custom uh, miniature title belt, and what we call is a Booyaka Bundle, which is a all paid expense to a, a, WWE, a future WWE event with $1,000 per diem, and, wow. uh, you know, get to, meet, get to meet me in person on top of that. So, uh, you know, we try to make this special, like you said. Uh, it's an incentive. It's not that you win something. We want to give you something back in return for what you're doing, for helping us fight for us. Yeah, and every fan that donates gets the chance to win the Booyaka Bundle, which I love the name of the uh, the incorporation of the Booyaka and all an all expenses paid trip for two, including the business. I mean, that's just that is so cool, Ray. And for you to be able to offer that, I mean, I'm sure it's almost like a like a full circle moment. You spent your entire life in the wrestling business, and now you really you're giving back on such a different level. So I'm sure you know at the end of the day, you just you feel very honored to be participating in this uh, this charity event. 100%. If you would have asked me this a couple of years back, um, if I was ever planning to do any type of fundraiser or or be part of any charitable event, you know, I would have never have thought this in a million years. But the fact that it is that I'm here now and I'm able to help, and we're only growing as we move forward. So I can't wait to see the outcome of, of this whole project and be able to help kids. You know, there's over 100 million families that are struggling with autism. So if we can reach out to any uh, percent of that, that would be great. Yeah, it comes in all different shapes and sizes and affects so many different people. And uh, I guess I really the, the question would be, since you rolled out the campaign at the beginning of June, what, how do you feel the response has been uh, for people coming out to uh, participate in the game? You know, it's been, it's been a great response, most definitely. Um, it's, it's still fresh. It's still uh, um, only a almost two weeks old, uh, you know, that we launched. So uh, what we have been getting a lot is is uh, spreading the, the word out, you know. And it's funny because you have really no idea how many people struggle, or how many families, I should say, struggle with autism uh, up until now. Reached out to me saying, oh, I know someone or I have someone that... Uh, um, 
and struggling with autism, people that are close to you that you have no idea. So uh, spreading awareness is, is probably what we're getting the most right now, which is good. Now, obviously, the return to the WWE is something that, that is uh, you know, huge for you. Made a return at Royal Rumble 2018. was such a monumental, big return. You announced you signed a two-year deal with WWE. What is going on with, with you right now in WWE? Obviously, the injury is affecting you, but what's going on with your current WWE status? Well, I suffered a recent injury at Money in the Bank against Mojo. Uh, unfortunate because it was a... Uh, it was a big step moving forward, uh, especially at this phase in my career. Uh, being able to capture one of the last titles uh, that was set on my bucket list, the United States Championship. And, you know, again, very unfortunate that I had a, a, a separated shoulder, left shoulder, and that put me out of circulation. So I've, I've been out for four weeks now. Uh, slight separation. And uh, bruised AC joint, which the doctor has predicted anywhere from four to six weeks. Um, four, four weeks post out from uh, injury, and my recovery is, is probably at about uh, 80% right now as we speak. So I'm hoping that in the next two weeks I can gain that other 30 that I have left and be back in the ring by the month of July. That would be awesome. One of the greatest of all time. Got to get you back in the ring. You said four to six weeks recovery. Just if you think about it, it's it's going to be great. Kind of you leave, you come back. But what does it feel like winning that title? Because you said it's one of the last titles you didn't win. Obviously, you become the Grand Slam champion. What was it like, kind of being in that moment and winning the, the Grand Slam title and winning the U.S. belt? You know, it was, a, it was an incredible moment. I knew going into that match. If I was able to capture that title, I would become uh, another member of the Grand Slam winners. So, obviously, very stoked about it at the time. But then after I saw the replay of the match and how I pinned Samoa Joe, especially seeing that his left shoulder was off the mat when the referee counted a three, it, it kind of gave me a sour taste, you know, uh, Definitely not the way I wanted to win the title. I think all my victories have been clean, and uh, um, there haven't there hasn't been any any bad feedback from my opponents when I've beaten them uh, righteously. So this this definitely gave me a, a like I said a sour taste. I want to come back. The first thing that I want to do as soon as I come back get another title shot and be able to prove that I'm worthy of becoming the United States champion. Absolutely, and, and continue this feud with Samoa Joe. What do you, you know? What are your thoughts on working with Joe? Obviously, you know the injury aside, but what were your thoughts on working with Joe? Obviously, a, a big veteran of the business, former world champion, pretty much everywhere he went. What are your thoughts on Samoa Joe? I have the utmost respect for Samoa Joe. He's a tough dude, man. Um, tough in every sense of the word because you see his, you see the aspect of him in the ring. Um, he 
know, but I've I've always been uh, considered the underdog, even before I became uh, a professional wrestler. Always in in uh, wrestling school, the smallest kid in the class. So, you know, that's how I was raised. I was raised to be always in the ring with bigger guys. So, uh, one thing I have to say is, you know, whether it's Joe or anybody else, it doesn't scare me the fact that I've always been the smallest one. You know, but but I know I can bring it when it's time to bring it. Absolutely, that's why they call you the biggest little man. You know, the ultimate underdog. One of the Obviously, like you said, one of the greatest of all time, but I just love that you use that such psychology, such ring savvy presence, where a lot of the times you don't even notice that you're like the smaller guy. You just notice that you're just so smooth and, and so good in the ring. Is that a lot to do with just training and working with you know guys like your uncle and, and obviously Eddie and guys like that? Oh, yes, most definitely. on the shelf, but before that happened, and before the Samoa Joe feud, you were having a lot of classic, awesome matches, almost throwback matches with Andrade, Cien Almas, now known as just Andrade. What are your thoughts on him? Because he's one of those guys who's been good for years, away from WWE, convinced WWE and NXT, and really proved himself great wrestler. You go in there with him, you just have great chemistry. Is he kind of like an old-school guy, where, you know, an old-school Lucha Libre guy, where you just throw him in there, it's like, wow, this guy has it, this guy could be a future star, maybe this guy could be a future Rey Mysterio Jr.? Uh, I think I'm definitely not a Rey Mysterio Jr., but uh, even better than that, I think. Uh, you know, the, the, the matches that I've had with him in the past, you know, past year, um, there have been several. That was the first time we actually faced each other. He had a very... Uh, um, successful career in Mexico, wrestling in Arena Mexico, that, you know, a lot of people struggled making the crossover into the U.S. and learning the style. But he adapted very well when I stepped in the ring with him the first time and felt, uh, felt the chemistry and felt uh, the way he moved and his positioning and just he's on another level. Um, it reminded me a lot of the matches that I had against Eddie Guerrero. So good. It was almost like, let's see if Ray still has it. Yep, Ray still has it. Such a turn-the-clock-back moment. Just such awesome matches. Did you feel that? It was kind of like a little bit of a throwback, you know, a little bit of a turn-back-the-clock moment for you where it's almost, you know, like the Ray of old, you know, you're as good as you ever were. 
you know what, most definitely, man. Uh, to be able to be in the ring with someone that that you can fully uh, trust and at the same time just make with uh, from the first time you step in the ring with, uh, those are the classic matches, by the way, because you just let your mind flow. You know, you, uh, you're doing stuff that you normally don't do or that you would that you were doing back when you were 20 years old. So, uh, you know, it is a bit of a throwback. The same uh, scenario happened with, with me and, and Kurt Angle when I first stepped in the ring with him. You know, there was a chemistry right off the back that clicked. And uh, the amount of matches that I've had with him uh, were just incredible. I enjoyed very much. But there's no doubt in my mind that Andrade uh, is, is definitely one of the next Absolutely love that, and we're talking about future stars. What about Dominic? What about your son? Is he going to be a future WWE star? Obviously, he's got the bug. Obviously, he's been on TV. Samoa Joe's kind of poking the bear a little bit there. What do you think about your son getting involved? I, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. As a, as a father, as a parent, to be able to see my son grow, in this industry has been incredible. To to witness him uh, train and prepare himself to eventually step in the ring, which I'm hoping could be uh, sometime early next year or, or mid next year. You know, uh, really excited, really excited to be able to watch him uh, grow inside the ring. It, it, it's going to make me feel like I'm watching myself uh, being reborn. You know, even though there's a different uh, size, a difference between my son and I, and weight difference, but the way he moves in the ring has really surprised me, and and uh, in a way has inspired me to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, uh, to be able to be a, a role model for him, not only as a father, but uh, you know, as a as a wrestler. Now, did he catch that bug when he was doing that great storyline years and years ago when Eddie Guerrero was supposedly his father? And obviously you guys had that contract match and the ladder match for, you know, the custody of Dominic and everything. Is that when he first started catching the wrestling bug? You know what? If he did, he never spoke about it up until now, uh, up until about two years ago. Um, he was always around the, the sport, and, you know, uh, there's images – and videos of when I first became Cruiserweight Champion in, I want to say exactly, it was uh, Staples Center right after WrestleMania 19 against Matt Hardy, of him being in the front row with my wife and my daughter. And uh, he had to have been six years old. Uh, and after winning the title, you know, he jumped over the rail and, and we were celebrating in the ring together. Who would have thought that, uh, um, you know, 18 years later or 16 years later, he was going to be the one carrying me on the shoulders and celebrating my United States Championship. So the, the bug really came out uh, right after he left high school because he played football throughout his whole uh, junior and high school years. Um, right after high school, he decided that he wanted a, a tryout for wrestling, not even knowing how he would do 
never stepped in the ring before up until the age of about uh, 19 years old. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty crazy considering you yourself, I believe, started wrestling, what, when you were about 14 or maybe even younger than that? Yeah, I had my first match at the age of 14. Uh, and I started training. I, I think I was way too young for me to actually remember the first time I stepped in the ring. But I think I was part of a class, like a full-on wrestling class at the age of about eight years old. Oh, my God. That was the only reason why was my uncle was the one that was uh, in charge of the class. So he would let me sneak in and uh, tag along. So, you know, while other kids were playing baseball, soccer, and football, I was uh, I was uh, in a grown man gym at eight years old, you know, sweating and doing squats and push-ups and uh, duck walks and all of that. And that's why you, you know, became so good so quickly and, and were so smooth. And, you know, we're talking about your son and Eddie Guerrero, and I really remember your feud with Eddie Guerrero in WCW when, when Halloween Havoc 97, one of the greatest matches of all time, happened. What was it like with you and Eddie? Because whenever you wrestled, wherever you wrestled, the chemistry is just unbelievable with you guys. Yeah, the, the, yeah I grew up watching Eddie in uh, Tijuana, across the border from where I live in San Diego. Classic matches every Friday night in Tijuana from right about the early 80s up until like the mid 90s. Uh, wrestling was huge. Still to this day, it's big, but that vibe from the 80s, you know, I don't think we'll ever get another era like that. And I was just a kid. Uh, I was watching Eddie uh, wrestle alongside with my uncle, Raymond Spurrier Sr. You know, uh, who would have thought? Back then, when I was a fan and when I was a kid, uh, that I would eventually uh, be able to wrestle him for the first time in Mexico at the age of 19, and then, uh, you know, pretty much follow in his footsteps because after Mexico, Eddie went to ECW, uh, then he went to WCW, then of course WWE, and uh, I did the same thing. I, from Mexico, I went to ECW. Eddie was on his way out from ECW as I was coming in. And then we met up again in WCW. Then he left to go to WWE. And then, of course, uh, after WCW closed down, uh, I ended up in WWE as well. Following the footsteps of, uh, obviously, one of the greatest ever. Very, very cool. Do you remember some of the matches specifically? Like I mentioned, Halloween Havoc, it just was so damn good. It's so impressive. And you guys had so many other good matches. But do you have some Eddie matches that you you know, have with him that stick out, maybe WrestleMania 21, something like that? Definitely WrestleMania 21, um, because that that's what kind of uh, created the feud that we had and what we brought Dominic in. Uh, but the one that really stands out the most to me is Halloween Havoc 1997. That was such a memorable match, and that was one of the matches that put me on the map, you know, uh, globally, so... Um, I was just truly blessed to, to have been able to learn so much from Eddie, uh, working with him as a tag team partner, becoming tag team champion, and then working against him, which is uh, on a whole different level. I don't think there's 
never going to be anybody like Eddie out there. I should say there's, it's impossible. It just it can't happen, you know. Uh, Eddie was him. Uh, it was in his blood, you know, that that uh, that whole Guerrero family had uh, just wrestling running through their, their veins. Uh, right from the father up until uh, all the Eddie and his brothers, Mondo, Gordy, and Chavo. Legendary, legendary names, such good workers. And when you think of, obviously, good workers, you think of you. And sticking with WCW, I just always, anytime you're on, it's like, man, this guy is just going to have an awesome match with this guy on Nitro or Thunder, Saturday night of the pay-per-views. It was just unbelievable. You go from Dean Malenko to Chris Jericho, Ultimo Dragon, Jushin Thunder Liger, just able to have amazing matches that just wowed that crowd, popped the crowd like crazy. You know, what are your thoughts on just being able to almost adapt to any style and just have an awesome match where literally the crowd is going nuts for you every single time? That's something that you, you learn as, as you grow. Uh, being in Mexico, well, being a, a local wrestler in Tijuana for roughly about three years and then moving on to Mexico, you're, you're only accustomed to one style, which is Lucha Libre style. Uh, you know, very rare that we would get uh, foreigners come into Mexico and uh, that you get a chance to work with them. Now it's, it's more common. You see it more often now. You know, a lot of guys from other companies go down and work in Mexico because they, it, it's open now. It's, it's more flexible. But back then it was hard. So to be able to be on, on the WCW roster back then and the roster that they had was just that. Like you mentioned, you know, uh, just you had a, a variety of wrestling, uh, from Junior Thunder Liger to Ultimate Dragon, uh, William Regal, you know, uh, Eddie Benoit. Uh, you know, it was just a variety, and every match was different. You know, you had no two matches that were the same. So uh, that's what created the Monday Night Wars. Uh, definitely one of the, probably one of the best eras for me, wrestling-wise, that uh, I was able to be a part of. That was such a great time for the wrestling business. Obviously, you played such a major, huge role in that Monday Night Wars with so much going on. Looking back, you know, not just at, at the Monday Night Wars, but just at your career in general, such an epic career such a great run. Like you mentioned, just 13 years, you think about just WV and you were you wrestling yourself since 1989. Is there some other favorite matches that you have that stand out? Maybe some ones that we wouldn't even mention or wouldn't even think of? Uh, definitely the, the, the run that I had in ECW with Psychosis. Some of the best matches that I've had with him. Um, there was a, one particular match that I had with him in Mexico for the Walter Wade title in AAA. And that match to me was unbelievable as well. Uh, you know, there was a, we were just pulling out moves uh, that had never been seen before. And to, to be able to perform or to be in the ring with a guy like Psychosis, who I grew up with in the same city, we went to the same wrestling school, we were trained by the same trainer, and on top of that, you know, the size difference between me and him was, was like, perfect. Like, he couldn't pick a better uh, opponent uh, for myself to be able to, to go toe-to-toe with. Uh, 
of those uh, those West Coast pops or Frankensteiners or Huracanas, uh, whatever you want to call them, where I would springboard off the top rope, sit on, on him and then kind of roll him in. Uh, you know, the way he would just bump on that and almost look like he would land on his head was uh, was magic, man. I don't, I haven't been able to pull that off with anybody else like I used to with him. So good. Such good chemistry. And I remember Bash of the Beach 96, you guys and Psycho to start off the show. I mean, really started off that show with a bang and just awesome stuff and really kind of lent to a new audience that was kind of catching out to WCW at that point as they're, you know, reaching the stratosphere at that point. So it was really awesome to have a guy like you start the show and really, really set the pace with Psychosis. Yeah, and, and, and crazy if you think about it, you know, uh, um, fans have really never seen us perform. They probably heard of us or uh, read about us. Uh, internet wasn't as big, you know, so um, uh, wrestling magazines, you know, maybe an image here or there or word of mouth. Hey, have you ever seen that kid Ray Mysterio and that ghost man? They're awesome, whatever. So to be able to go into an arena uh, with a crowd that has never seen you perform before and uh, getting a standing ovation, it just it makes you feel proud of your work. You know, it makes you feel uh, it makes you feel great. Um, you know, uh, the sacrifices that you've made over the years to get to that moment definitely well worth it. And I have to mention also, uh, right now, if you ask me about any matches that really stand out in my career, my very first match for WCW uh, was the Great American Bash against Dean Malenko. I remember that like if it was yesterday. That's another guy that, that I get my hat to, to him because I learned so much from him and uh, became great friends with him, uh, you know, after the first time meeting him. But how crazy it is that my first match for WCW, I was thinking a tryout match, maybe a dark match, or, you know, I'd be able to perform for the for whoever was in charge of recruiting talent, um, you know, have them take a look at my in-ring performance. But my, my um, first match with WCW was actually a pay-per-view, which I had no idea until I got the arena that day and another guy that right off the back chemistry was, was just there from day one absolutely love your matches with him and that one in particular that kind of was like wow who is you know Ray Mysterio guy this guy is amazing and obviously Malenko can hold his own as well but it's just awesome that you, they throw you out there in your first match they have so much confidence in you I guess Bischoff obviously has seen you before they have so much confidence in you that, that this guy is going to hit a home run and, you know, we trust Dean, obviously, as well. Right. And I think that, that had a lot to do with, with the company trusting me. Uh, Conan, who's uh, been a great mentor to me throughout my whole career and has, has been the one that has opened most of my doors uh, for me to be able to perform. Um, him speaking to, to Eric Bischoff and to Kevin Sullivan, who was booking at the time in WCW, you know, um, for him to be able to say, bring this kid in, take a look at him, and for them to trust, for them trusting Conan's word and giving me that spot of an opening match on a Great American Bash, 
I remember two, which was something very, very special that I've never, never uh, uh, seen this happen anywhere else. Um, I remember after that match at the Great American Bash, walking into the locker room was was a crazy vibe because you have Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, Lex Luger, uh, Big Show. Have uh, Hogan, Flair, just like all the stars um, that I had grown up watching. And here's this 19 year old kid walking into the locker room. They were probably looking at me like, Who the hell is this kid? Which was crazy. I put on my gear, I go out, perform, we come back to the locker room. You see, uh, the majority of the names that I just mentioned, like they had been watching the monitor, and when we walked back into the locker room, they all just like gave us a standing ovation, and it, it felt so good. It felt uh, better than any payoff that I can get for any event. The fact that you had gained respect from your peers, from people that I've been idolizing since I was a kid, was big enough for me, and, uh, you know, that, that will stay in my mind and in my heart forever. That is just awesome. You get the locker room standing ovation after just a, an awesome match. Obviously, you know, what goes without saying, one of the greatest ever. You had so many great matches. I named a bunch. I even loved um, any matches you had with Sin Cara. I feel like he was maybe a little underrated. I feel like you guys had some great chemistry, and obviously when he was Mysticus in um, AAA, I feel like you guys were tearing it up there and had some great matches. So that's another one I just want to throw out there, just another awesome match if anybody wanted to check that out. Great chemistry with them as well. Yes, most definitely. I think he could have done much better in WWE. For some reason, it didn't happen because he was a huge star in Mexico. Um, I remember at some point they were saying he was the next race Mysterio, you know, after I had left Mexico. And uh, I'll tell you, he, he, he was no Rey Mysterio. He was definitely his own character. But uh, he was very creative and and very awesome to watch. I, I loved watching him as well. So good, yet yeah, obviously you could have done a, a little bit better in, in the WWE. But, you know, you have wrestled so many guys, and obviously we didn't even mention Randy Orton, who you and him are just so smooth and so good together. But is there anybody you haven't wrestled that's out there as a dream match? I know obviously you, you want to come back and you want to beat Samoa Joe for the U.S. title again, but is there anybody out there you haven't wrestled yet, uh, you know, a big dream match of yours? You know, there's, there's two guys that I, I wish I could have stepped in the ring with. Obviously, it's, it's not going to happen anymore, but I, I uh, really think that if I would have had the opportunity, it would have been uh, some really good matches. Uh, one of them is uh, Randy Savage, Macho Man Savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I grew up watching him as a kid, and I've always been a big fan of uh, the Macho Man, so uh, I always wish that I had stepped in the ring with him. I remember doing a, a small promo in WCW where he came out and was done a promo uh, in the uh, black and white NWO at the time. And that was the only interaction that we had back then. But, you know, that was uh, definitely one of my dream matches. The other one uh, was Bret Hart. You know, 
can't go wrong with those two, especially versus you. No no doubt about that. And I, I always think of you, not only great matches, great worker, I mean, there's, there's so many great stuff, but I always think about the mask, and, you know, your different varieties of masks, and they're always cool, they're always different. Obviously, you know, the the, the Phantom one at Halloween Having Night 7 is one of my favorites. I mean, there's so many cool ones. The Spider-Man one, I mean, you've got so many awesome different masks. What's kind of your inspiration for those masks? Each different one is different and cool in, in their own different way. You know what, the, the fact that, that the majority of my fans are kids, and the kids see me as a real-life uh, superhero. So to be able to, to have a mixture of uh, the fictional superheroes and uh, a real superhero, I think that crossover, uh, but still staying within the limits of the Lucha Libre style and the design that, that goes behind the name Raven Stereo. I think that was that was a, a mixture that I wanted to try at some point. And when I tried it, you know, it it, uh, it hit off pretty well on the first one. Uh, I think we go way back to probably AAA when I pulled out my first uh, Superman Raven Stereo outfit. You know, I had the cape and everything. And, you know, I just, I've always been a big fan of, of changing my colors or being unique and being flashy in the brain with my attire. So it just comes with the person that I am, you know, uh, even outside of the ring. You know, I like to, to dress with swag and, and uh, you know, feel confident with what I wear. So I think I bring that in the ring as well. When they took the mask off you in WCW, I kind of felt like it was a bit of a misstep. Obviously, you know, Bischoff was kind of saying, well, Ray is, you know, he's a good-looking guy, and, it, you know, it, it doesn't really um, mean as much, even though obviously it means a ton, and maybe that was a misstep in his part. Right. Do, you, do you think that they should have never taken off the mask? Yeah, it's hard to say now. Um, because the
you know, which is kind of funny when you lost the mask and then came back in for the first run in the WWE. It, it was crazy to see that it was back because it seemed like you had been so revitalized, and it really added that dimension back to you, but this time in the WWE realm, and obviously your WWE career has been uh, what it is, and now that you're back in the fold, as we get to the, the talk about the charity here in a minute, was that a big full circle moment for you too, though, to get back in the WWE after putting the mask back on? It really entered that next realm of your career. Uh, this was at the beginning of, of my signing with WWE in 202. Yeah, when you got the mask yeah, back, right. and now you're back okay. in the fold at WWE. Uh, yeah. that, that's funny because when, when uh, I signed my deal with WWE, we never discussed uh, um, my, my look or, or um, what uh, the idea was for them to bring me back as, you know, so I'm thinking, well, I've been wrestling without the mask for almost two years now. Um, so I'm thinking that they want me like I am now. So I remember going to uh, OBW at the time in Louisville a week prior to my debut. And um, I'm training. And I don't know what uh, question was, was uh, made that it came to my attention that that uh, no WWE was expecting me to to wrestle with the full on uh, old school Rey Mysterio here. I was like, really? They haven't said anything. So again, uh, um, something that that I thought you know was normal for me to come back how I've been wrestling for the past few years, you know, turned into no, they want the old Rey Mysterio. So I had to uh, right away change my my gear and had something made for. Um, the upcoming uh, debut uh, on, I think I was wrong, was wrong, yeah, or SmackDown, I'm sorry, the SmackDown event. But uh, I was I was happy, actually, to be able to come back and wrestle with the masses. If there's something that WWE knows how to do right, it's marketing, and that's something that I believe WCW lacked on when it came to the masses. Yeah, and and they even brought back the even older Rey Mysterio when uh, you had the old ECW attire return for a brief second there in 2006. So WWE likes to uh, dial it back when it comes to Rey. You really uh, they honor the legacy of your career. Is this is this for one of the ECW pay-per-views? Yeah, you brought it when the ECW one night stand. You brought back the old ECW style attire that you had back there in, uh, in 95. So it's really cool that you get to go back with the mask in WWE, but then you get to dial it back and honor the ECW yeah. legacy as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, again, that's, that's something that's always been my passion, to be able to uh, support um, whatever I, I, I want to rock that certain event uh, based on, on uh, the name of the event or the place it might be. Or uh, even just like this past WrestleMania, the fact that I came out with an attire that, that uh, you know, I'm, two uh, villains have been uh, brought out throughout my, my WrestleMania moment. One was a Joker, and uh, now to be able to pull up a Mysterio outfit, I think was kind of cool. So, um, again, you know, depending on the event, you know, I'm always going to try to surprise my fans and give them an extra. 
Yeah, that's why you're the man, Ray, and that's why we're bringing it back to Fight for Autism, the www.winwithray.com uh, charity game. I mean, it's an unbelievable cause. You told us about it earlier in this interview. And uh, before we wrap it up here one more time and give the plug for the interview, when the fans think about Ray Mysterio, they think about the mask, they think about the 619, they think about the high flying. But what do you want fans to remember about Ray Mysterio? I think for me, it doesn't matter what, what I what I want the fans to remember me as. What I want the fans to know is whatever uh, moment or move or or scenario or connection that I had with my fans throughout the 30 years, I want them to pick that special moment and remember me by that moment. I think that just makes it even more special. So special, and that again, that is what we're talking about. It's something special, and it is the fight for autism. Win with Ray. Ray, please, if you can, give the listeners one more plug for this uh, this charitable endeavor of yours. It's an amazing cause, and uh, we want to do our little bit to help out and uh, and drive as many people there as possible. So, if you have any more uh, questions or would like to know more about the campaign, you can always. Uh, Check out my social media pages, which is on Instagram. You can go to 619IMLucha. You can go on my Twitter account, which is Ray Mysterio, and my Facebook account, which is also at Ray Mysterio. And, uh, and uh, we shouldn't take prizes. These are incentives that we want to give to those that donate. You know, it's some really cool incentives that we uh, I customly made for the fans for helping us out with the fight for autism. You know, from anywhere, custom T-shirts designed by me, custom hoodies that are designed by me, miniature titles uh, with uh, a custom logo on them. And I think this is really cool because I had some masks made as well that uh, are also going to be given as an incentive to the fans that donate some really cool masks with the logo, the Ray Mysterio logo, of course, and uh, a fight for autism logo that that we uh, added on the mask. These are custom masks. There's, uh, if you're going to have any replicas or replicas out there, these are one of a kind. Every mask that is being made is man-made, so they're very unique, very unique pieces. Well, you come flying all the time, flying out of the sky, and this time you're coming out with something really special. So we're happy to help you with this cause, the uh, the hashtag Ray's Fight for Autism and WinWithRay.com. Ray, appreciate the time, man. This is awesome going down memory lane and talking about this amazing cause. Thank you guys very much, and I'm hoping that uh, when my son is getting ready to debut, uh, I'll be more than happy to, to talk to you guys again and, and have him speak a little bit of how it feels to break into the business. Oh, look forward oh, to it yeah. absolutely any time. <laughs> the door absolutely. is always open for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.